Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Hello and welcome to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Forecast for the thir- February 13th through the 18th. And, um, or is it the 19th? 19th. The 19th through the 19th. And uh, we want to welcome you. I'm Hollis Taylor. I'm one of the astrologers here on Rainbow Soul. And um, I just want to let you know, you can go to my website and get readings or whatever else you might desire at divineandrogen.com. You can find that in the description. And I am holding an astrology class starting in March for a month. You can learn how to read your own chart. Hi there. I'm Bright Hawk. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm a musician, a storyteller, pan pan player, author of The Dancing Hippo, a wonderful story about resilience that's gender neutral and super inspiring and fun. You can learn more at brighthawkproductions.com. Great to be here and with our very Uh, great friend. (laughs) I'm Lacrosse Ortiz. Uh, jack of all trades, master of none, professional student, and I'm here with my handy dandy notebook ready to take notes. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. All right. So I'm going to invite everyone to take a few deep breaths and let's get present before we go into the astrology. Just FYI, I seem like I explain this a lot is that astrology is intuitive. So if you're trying to read astrology and you're trying to learn, remember your intuition is part of it. Okay. So take a deep breath. And allow yourself to just relax and release any of the stress from this past week. Allow your muscles and your body to relax. Take a couple deep breaths. Maybe shake off your hands. And I want you to imagine yourself, maybe recently you've had a moment of standing outside with the sunshine pouring down on your skin. Now, depending on where you live in the world, that time could be longer than other times, but for this moment, we're gonna imagine the sun beating down and warming our skin and our face and feeling that warmth on our skin. 
deep breath and breathe in that brightness. And the sun warms you from the inside, from the outside, both inside and out. You can feel it on your skin and you can feel it warm up your body. And as you take in that sun and you are blinded by the light, as you look up at it, you start to notice the constellation of Pisces, the fishes that seem to be going around in circles and chasing each other, going in opposite directions but chasing each other at the same time. And as you feel that sun in Pisces, put your hand on your heart and know that the sun in Pisces warms your heart and warms yourself all over, the water all over your body. It warms those waters in these times when it feels super cold in the northern hemisphere and for those down in Australia I'm sure you're saying goodbye to the sun as it starts to go head towards us up here in the north and you can feel that watery feeling of Pisces that spiritual deeply loving emotional sensitive part of you because each and every one of us has a little bit of Pisces. And you take a deep breath. And as the symbol of Pis Pisces gets lost in the beautiful sun, we recognize that the waters within us are warming up spring is on its way. Soon this winter will be over. There is a promise. A promise for warmth. And for those down south, you can feel yourself sliding deeper into the cold winter. down on you and bring in all the vitamin D and to warm your body and help you feel bright and positive. And as you back up from the sun and allow your body to relax. Relax in the sunshine for the moment. Stretch your fingers and wiggle your toes. 
start to come back into your body. She always plays music so brightly, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I um I was inspired when I did this week's um when I was doing this week's astrology and I was like, "Ha, ah, the sun's moving into Pisces. We are going to go to spring, right?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um let's see here. Here we are. So, um, since this week had Valentine's Day, I was like, okay, well, you have to at least look at the astrology for Valentine's Day, right? And um, I just need to just over here. So, uh, so I was, I, as I was looking at it, I was like, whoa, okay, well, it's actually kind of a great day for the week. And if you are doing something for Valentine's, I want to say be adventurous. So if you're doing something, if you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do for my lover or for myself on Valentine's Day, and yes, doing something if you are single or if you're just feeling like you need some extra self-love, please do that, <laughs> especially when we get to talking about series ruling this week. But um, in general, for Valentine's Day, the 13th, and the 14th, this will really come in. So I thought I would show the 14th because it had more stronger alignments, actually. And you can see that the moon over there on the right-hand side, okay, the moon looks exactly like you would imagine it. And it's at 9 degrees. And there's a blue line going from it. And it's going up towards a whole bunch of stuff up there, right? And that's Aries. That red symbol is Aries. And the planets in there that it's trining is Jupiter and Vesta, okay? And you know, if you're ever not sure where the lines are pointing, that's why I decided this week to include this chart, this triangular chart down here on the left. If you take a look at it, it's hard to see the bottom because of the way Zoom's cutting it out, but you can see there's like little symbols and those little symbols within those, so the symbols on the left are the planets and asteroids and then the same symbols are across the bottom. And then those little symbols within that grid box down there are aspects, okay? So that's like the, tri so of course you can guess the triangle is a trine, right? And the little thing that kind of looks like an asterisk or a star is sextile, okay? And you can get a really cool cheat sheet, just look it up symbols for aspects, main symbols for aspects, and there's tons of them, okay? And of course, you can see the little red square. Guess what that is? It's a square, <laughs> right? 
And the two little dots that kind of have a line in the middle of it, that's called an opposition, okay? And really in aspects, the hardest I would, I personally think is oppositions, okay? And, um, but on this day, you can see there's a very dark blue line that my, uh, I, I use Astro Gold uh, astrology software. And you can see that the moon is trining Jupiter and Vesta up there in the 11th house. You can see the house numbers with that inner ring in green. And so that's the 11th house and it's in Aries. Now you're like, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, the moon is about emotion and it's in Sagittarius. So um, I, I'll let Brayhawk talk more about this, but I think the trine with Jupiter is like going to make it big. And then Vesta very much is about your spiritual path. Mm. So if you're feeling a call to spirituality on this day and you're feeling like you want to do something kind of spiritually aligned for your partner or lover, that maybe you're also spiritually aligned with your lover, that would be really beautiful, actually. Mm. And it could also be about other things that you're dedicated to, with, especially with your partner on this day. Well, Starting off the week on the 13th and going into the 14th, the moon is in Sagittarius. And we know that when the moon is in Sagittarius, it sparkles, right? Sagittarius moon means adventurous, which is why, you know, if you're thinking about having a really wonderful something, you some cool adventure with your beloved, that could be really wonderful. Um, you know, Sag is known for bringing the fun, bringing the optimism, the positivity, exuberance, open-mindedness. Uh, Sages are natural philosophers. They're very sincere. They're very loyal. You know, on the on the challenge side, we always like to talk about both. Moon and Sag on the challenge side can be restless, can be extravagant, can be irresponsible. Um, a little careless or uncommitted, you know, because everything looks like fun. So there's a little bit of a... <laughs> and maybe a little bit of indulgence. So be careful yeah. not to go overboard on, right. on like alcohol or something like that. Right. Always be mindful of that indulgence, you know, fire sign, mutable fire sign. That's one of the things. Um, but check it out. Between Monday and Tuesday, the moon is trining like practically everything. So Monday, it's trining Vesta. We talked a little bit about that just now. Lilith, who's really about the powerful, independent woman. It's trining Neptune. The Neptune is your dreams, right? It's trining Venus, which, of course, is we're honoring Venus on the day of St. Valentine's Day, right? It's all about honoring love and relationship. It's trining Jupiter, which makes everything bigger. It's trining Chiron, harvesting your healing and, and recovering from your wounds. It's trining Juno. Juno is about loyalty. Juno is the queen of heaven. Juno is about, um, um, help me out. <laughs> it's, it's mostly about commitment in yeah. marriage. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's mostly about commitment in marriage. So you have a trine with Juno and Jupiter. Mm hmm so all of those things are blessings. All of those things are good flowing energies, conversations that are happening in a good way. So where's the challenge? Where's the, where are we going to get stretched a little bit? Well, the moon is squaring 
Saturn on Monday and opposing Mars on Tuesday. So that's where the challenge is. Yeah, and you can see this is Tuesday's chart. You can see the opposition there. There's a red line. So you can see the right. moon over there on the right. Okay. And it's in Sagittarius. That arrow with the line through it is a Sagittarius symbol. Okay. In the seventh house of relationships. But that, that won't apply to everyone. It will depend on where Sagittarius is in your chart. Okay. So the moon's in Sagittarius. And there's a line, a red line. If you follow it, you follow it over, it's going right over there to Mars in Gemini. You see that? And so Mars in Gemini is like action, but it can sometimes be a little on the two-faced side. And I don't, not always in a bad way. Sometimes it's just, sometimes it's like this and sometimes it's like that, okay? Sometimes you gotta <laughs> do things twice. Yeah, and so... What I would say about this day on February the 14th also is that, first of all, if you were going to propose a deeper commitment, if you were going to renew a commitment or make a commitment deeper or let your lover know how committed you are to them, this is a good time to do it, okay? Or your vision for the future or just your dreams, you want to share that with your lover, this is a good time to do that. This is also, if you're single, you want to give yourself that kind of love, okay? Give yourself those things. I'm going to stay committed to self-care, and let me just give you a heads up. For the next two weeks, self-care is going to be so freaking important. It has already become important, but it's going to intensify, okay? With Mars moving forward, this is the challenge. The challenge is taking care of yourself. So whether you are trying to give more love to yourself or your partner or someone else in your life, I just want to say make sure you're giving some to yourself. And that's why I keep bringing that up because Ceres is down there in Libra and um, it's in, you know, it's in an opposition and with, with the moon in opposition to Mars, it's going to, Mars is like very fast. It's picking up speed. It's going forward. It has all these things. It probably feels a little scattered. Like, holy cow, I have a hundred things to do, right? Okay. But then at the same time, Ceres is down there in Libra and it's retrograde. So it's saying to you, make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you do your self-care. What do you need to do for yourself? And it's asking you, how do you need to show up? How can you take care of yourself so you're better in relationship? Okay? Especially in Libra. Because Libra it, uh, rules relationship series. Is that asteroid down there that looks like a question mark? Okay? Kind of looks like a question mark down there in Libra in the fifth house. And uh, Libra is the sign that kind of looks like a little mountain or a cloud or something. And that's because it represents balance, okay? And so Libra is asking you to balance your commitment, especially because it's in opposition, which I told you is, this, is the hardest aspect in my opinion, okay? Because there's, it's hard to find resolution because the two are pooling on each other, okay? And so it's like you're pulled to... Um, go forward and make things bigger and show your dedication to things. But Ceres is saying, uh -uh, take care of yourself. What have you done for yourself lately? When was the last time you did something good for yourself, right? 
So those are the kinds of questions that you should be asking yourself. Um, and that will intensify later in the week. Mm. But um, that strong trine between the moon and Jupiter would be the best way to counter that is to really pay attention to your emotions and try to have a good time. Sag is all about having a good time. Try to have fun. Try to do something fun. Um, the other thing that I've been watching um, this week is that Mercury and Pluto are doing kind of a little dance. Did you notice that there? So Mercury was on the other side of Pluto. If you can see them up in the ninth house, Pluto kind of uh, is like a cross with like a little holding of a circle. And Mercury looks like the transgender symbol, kind of looks like a mixture between female with like little horns or something like that. Kind of reminds you of the transgender symbol, okay? Um, and so because Mercury is gender variant okay mercury is not masculine or feminine if you're if you notice that some astrologers talk very much about he and she when they're talking about mars and venus when you talk about mercury mercury is they very much so so um mercury is doing a little dance with pluto there <laughs> And Mercury represents, yes, gender variance, but it also represents, they also represent uh, communication and speech and the internet and things like that, okay? And it's dancing right now with Pluto here. And I think that that's good because as you can see, there's little blue lines up there that point over to Vesta and Jupiter over there and Aries in the 11th house, right? There's those little lines and they have like a little star in them, which means they're sextiling it, okay? And you can see up there in the chart on the left-hand side, you can see that Mercury is sextiling the moon. And so um, and so, it's, it's kind of like the emotion being able to speak your emotions will be pretty good at this time and in fact if you had some misunderstanding with your lover now is a good time to try to talk about it and try to be like i'm so sorry about that i didn't mean to do that oops um or apologize or whatever you need to do because you'll be heard yeah because on wednesday venus is squaring the moon in sag it's the, the moon is in the last stages of sag so it's less intense. We call it a void moon when it um, is uh, like that, and <clears throat> which just means it's not as intense as when it, we started the week. Um, so on Wednesday, the moon is in a sextile to Saturn. And as you can see, a sextile, right? It's one sixth of the circle, right? You have 12 houses. So if a house is two houses over, like what we just talked about, that's a one six that's a sextile so sextiles are, are are wonderful they're um we like to think of it as the planets are having sex is always a good thing <laughs> it's a good <laughs> and, way to remember it <laughs> and, yeah it's easy to way, way to remember it but uh on wednesday there the moon is definitely in a square with neptune and venus so um yeah careful about what you say <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I do see that um, it is, it's squaring um, the north node. Right. Um, well, Mercury. it's trining the north, the moon is trining the north node on Wednesday. 
Mm-hmm. And okay. on Thursday, actually. Okay. Wish I could see my chart down below. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Mercury, I'm pretty sure that that is a square from Mercury to North Node there. There's a little red line and mm-hmm. it's less influential. You can see how it's underneath. So my, my software automatically puts the more important things on top. Yeah. So Mercury squaring the North Node or uh, squaring the North Node in Taurus is, I'm just thinking about, you might have a, like, you might, um, you'll be able, if you engage in the Sagittarius moon energy, it will be easier for you to bring forward your destiny through words, your intentions through words. Okay. And the Saturn and Sun are conjunct. Uh, pretty much Tuesday, sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're pretty, the sun's going to just move over top of Saturn and that's conjunct and they're in Aquarius. So look at your chart. Where's Aquarius? Because the sun and the Saturn and Saturn are moving through there. What's going on in your, in your Aquarius house? Okay. What do you have there and how is it influencing you? Because Saturn and the sun are pretty strong planets. They're like, okay, and Saturn's been there a while, but now the sun's going to light it up. And uh, so if you, and, but oftentimes the sun is like, go that way. It's sort of like a flashlight and um, will kind of shine your way to which way you're supposed to go. Okay. And of course we have a lot going on. You can see here in the 11th house, it's not really in the 11th house, but it's definitely, it, it depends on where. Pisces and Aries are in your chart, but as you can see, there are there's a lot going on. It's a crowded house. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Venus and Neptune are conjunct. So Venus and Neptune is actually makes it very romantic. So that's an additional um, additive to, uh, especially in Pisces, the two of them together um, in Pisces will kind of create some romance. So that could be really great could be really awesome yeah and on friday the moon is also sextiling venus and neptune so that same that same um sweetness if you will um of course when the moon enters capricorn what do we know the moon is emotion and capricorn kind of lacks emotion is cooler if you will so it's a little bit of a different energy for sure. It's certainly different than it being in Sag. And the moon is really moving. You know, no, normally the moon is in a sign two to three days. This is two days. It's kind of, you know, it was in Sagittarius for three days and moving through Capricorn fairly quickly in two days. And we know that this moon and Capricorn, Capricorn moons are determined. They're responsible, they're strategic, they're disciplined, they're patient, they're committed. Um, on the challenge side of Capricorn Moon can be pessimistic, rigid, you know, a little on the fixed side, right? Opinionated, materialistic, um, lacking in tolerance. Um, so, you know, there's always that range. But the thing that I would point out while the moon is in Capricorn is that you still have on Thursday, the moon is trining Uranus and the North Node. And then on Friday, when the moon is in Capricorn, it's it's got that sextile to Venus and Neptune. 
Now, on the challenge side, it's um, opposing Pallas Athena on Thursday and conjunct Pluto on Friday. And I've been learning about conjunctions and that conjunctions, you know, you've completed a cycle. So sometimes conjunctions can be a beginning, an ending and a beginning, right? It can be um, death and rebirth. It can be um, ending of a cycle, beginning of a new cycle. So um, I'm starting to look at that and see how that feels, if that lines up, you know, let us know. Does doesn't it line it, up for you? Doesn't it feel like astrology has like never ending learning? <laughs> Amazing amount of learning. So, like you could never. Yeah. So if you feel like you can, you're like, I just can't grasp it. It's you actually have grasped it. You just need to spend a little bit more time believing in yourself. Because let me just say that astrology, even for people like, even people that have been doing it for years and years and years, and I'll just use Rick Levine, and I know um, Rick Levine, for instance, has been doing it for a long time. We won't make him too old, but he's an old guy, okay? <laughs> and he's, he's been doing it for a long time. And he always says, I still learn stuff. And so, you know, and then another woman said, when when a, people in astrology new people come in they look at things a little differently than maybe other people do or what's traditional and then they come up with a new way and it ends up working okay and so don't ever dismiss yourself just pay attention see if that actually works take a look at your chart and say does that make sense and then try to look at other people's charts. Try to look at your friends or or your family members, okay? So um, that's a really great way to get to know, well, every time Mars and Venus is together, does that mean that person is gender variant? Not necessarily, but in my experience, most people with Mars and Venus conjunct in their natal chart are probably at least pushing gender boundaries at the very least, okay? So you can kind of look into it that way and see if that's true for you. Okay, so um, on the 18th, um, I noticed that Ceres is in opposition still to Jupiter. So Ceres is about taking care of yourself, and then Jupiter makes everything bigger, and it can be philosophical. And Vesta, which is the one that kind of looks like a book with flames coming out of it, is about your spiritual path, okay? And that is Vesta, and she's very much, it's, a, uh, it's named after a goddess. They are very much about pushing you towards your spiritual path or whatever you're interested or passionate about, okay? But Ceres in Libra is in opposition, and Ceres is, is retrograde. So Ceres is asking you to look inward and decide what you need for yourself mm -hmm in order to feel like you can offer, continue to offer that your gift or whatever it is you are dedicated to, okay? So that's gonna continue to happen and it's gonna now have something to do with your destiny. So Ceres is actually preparing you for the following week. And that's what I've noticed looking at these two weeks is I'm like, oh, Ceres is, it's, it's, it's actually preparing you um to to just be ready to pay attention what do i need so make sure you're working on self-care this week 
Now, if you also look at Mars up in the eighth house there, that's of course the circle with the little arrow. It's a sign for male. Most of you guys know that. And it's in Gemini, which is that the number, the Roman number two there. And it's got a dark blue line going right down there to uh, Mercury and the moon, which are kind of conjunct in here on the 18th. Um, and that's, you know, Brighthawk was talking about talking about your emotion. She was talking about conjunctions. And conjunctions essentially just mean that we're mixing the energy. So this is about intuition. If you're a psychic, take action on this day. Do something. If you're trying to do something that has to do with psychic, um, open your schedule up for bookings. I don't know, whatever it is. <laughs> um, the 18th is a good day because the moon rules intuition. Okay. And you've already probably been having a pretty easy time of things because Venus and Neptune are conjunct, okay? And Neptune also rules psychic energies and psychic abilities, okay? And so the moon is the moon is intuitive and emotional, and it's conjunct Mercury, which is about communication and what comes flying out of your mouth. And it's an Aquarius, so it's very much out of the box. But I'm also going to say, like, you have to come back to the psychic thing i'm just going to be like jump on it this yeah. is a good day for that yeah because the moon in the, the moon in aquarius it's a very aquarius is a very favorable sign for the moon you know aquarius are they're very much humanitarians they're big picture thinkers they're about the we they're about community they're about what's for the greatest good of all let's think bigger let's get out of the box who cares if we always did it that way, right? So they're idealistic, they're creative, they're tolerant and um, big thinkers. And so, you know, the challenge side of an Aquarian moon can be unpredictable. Aquarians can be contrarians. Um, they can be sometimes aloof or fixed in their opinion um, and, and sometimes un unintentionally tactless, as you might, is one way to put it. So the opportunity for those of you who are psychic readers is really awesome on Friday, Saturday, because the moon is a dark moon. Uh, we're going to have a new moon on Sunday the 19th, but on uh, Saturday the 18th, the moon in Aquarius is a dark moon. So that's also very psychic. And of course, in a waning moon, in a waning cycle, as we come to a new moon, this is the opportunity to look at what you've done since the last new moon, harvest and give gratitude for whatever it is that you've completed, whatever you've finished, whatever you've overcome. Really, again, that self-care thing, a lot of times it's about taking stock and saying, wow, I did that. Wow, I did that. Give yourself some credit. You did that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And of course, we're excited about the new moon that'll be in Pisces. Of course, the sun, sun has moved into Pisces on, on the 18th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So happy birthday to Pisces. Happy birthday to, to um, the Aquarians that are at the beginning of the week. If we didn't say that, happy birthday, Aquarians, and happy birthday, Pisces. Yeah, and the I, I was noticing that we've already got so many planets going on in Aries, right? Like we have Juno, which is... It, it, which is the over here on the right hand side on this chart it looks like a little cross with like a star on the top of it that's juno it's about commitment um so 
It's in Aries, okay? So you could be, just just slow down on any commitments you make, okay? Just slow down. <laughs> Aries um, is not known for their commitments. They're not Aries known for their no follow through, no. Aries is known for action, initiation, ideas, let's do it. But they're also notorious for sort of losing steam or interest once you've launched in and they are notorious for moving on and while everyone else implements the idea they came up with. <laughs> but that's usually, that's usually because Aries doesn't believe in themselves. Mm. So Aries doesn't believe they can finish the commitment. Okay. Mm. So that lack of belief leads to more of that same. So um, it's not that they can't, it's just that they don't believe in themselves. So if you're in Aries, let us um, know. Let yeah. us know what's true for you. Yeah. Let us, because that's, you know, that's, from what I understand, that's why that happens. Okay, now Chiron is also in Aries, which is about the wounded healer. So that's about things that have come from your past that you've inherited um, and the healing that you bring forward. And Jupiter also in Aries. And that's about expansion and bigness in Aries. So big ideas because that's the other thing sometimes aries i know some aries people that have been like yeah i just give people ideas and then i run away <laughs> and i'm like okay and they're like and they're totally happy with that and i'm like okay that's cool though you know they because aries does have some really great ideas so if you have some great ideas you know pay attention to them and don't be afraid to experiment with spiritual beliefs, okay? With spirituality, if you have an opportunity to learn something new, now's the time, okay? And then if you keep following that down, so Jupiter's the number four there. Vesta is the spiritual path, kind of looks like a book with a flame in it. And then just under it, it's blue, and, and that's Venus, right? And she's a circle with a cross, right, going downwards, and uh, that's a female symbol, so you should recognize it. That's Venus in Pisces, okay? And then the next one is Neptune in Pisces, okay? And the next one is the Sun in Pisces. And so the Sun is on its way to Neptune and Venus over there, going to light everything up. So romance, it's going to light up romance. It's going to light up style, beauty. It's also going to um, light up psychic abilities um, and things like that. So if you start having awakenings and things like that, wham, it's about to happen. Okay. So just hold on tight. Uh, if you start having like spiritual awakenings as the sun is in Pisces, especially depending on what you have in Pisces in your natal chart. Okay. You should definitely look. But I just noticed that there's a lot going on in actually Aquarius, Pisces, and Aries. It's like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so we could feel like there's a lot going on in the next couple of weeks. Like we'll probably feel that spring is approaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> so did you have any? Did you have any other things that you wanted to add, Lacrosse? Uh yeah, we're uh. We're going to be leaving the otter, mm. the time of the otter, and we're going into the time of the wolf. Mm. So from February 19th, I mean, yeah, February 19th till March 20th, it's the time of the wolf. And I find it funny because like otters tend to like build things. They're busy, 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 and they're playing hard. They're working hard. Everything they, 
you know, and it's funny because I'm thinking about Valentine's Day and you're saying, have fun. And like, that's so odd. Or look, go do it, whatever. <laughs> but when you come to the time of the wolf, it's not busy. It's time to hunt. It's time for action. And it's so funny how you're mentioning on the 19th is a time of action. Everything's going to get lit up. So it kind of coincides with with the with the wolf because mm -hmm. there it's time to hunt. It's time to eat. It's time to get things done, get moving and, you know, and don't be a lone wolf because they don't last in the wild. You you have to learn to collaborate with people. So that's, you know, I don't know where collaboration may come in there in the astrology, but I just know this is a time to work with your pack. It's not a time of of being alone and thinking I can do it all by myself. You well, know. that's definitely that series in Libra, right? Okay. So Libra yeah. Yeah. Mm. So series and, and series is lining up and it's asking you, how are you the best in collaboration? What do you need to do for yourself mm. to show up? And that's mm. kind of what you're saying with the wolf. Like, yeah. what does the wolf have to do for themselves in order to show up better in their pack? Mm -hmm. Right. Because we all have to do something to be right. better in our pack, mm -hmm. to be better in our groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And take our job that we're given and, and work it. Right. We you have know. to feed ourselves. We have to take yeah. care of ourselves. And so important. And so I'm going to do a little uh, tarot reading here. Hopefully and all this I, helps you with the week. Hopefully, yeah. yeah, it helps you with the week. And I just want to mention my class again. It's an astrology class. It starts in early March and goes for five weeks. You can, um, it's very easy to register at my website. You'll see it when you click on book now or register for this class. Even if it's a different class, it will give you, it will show you all of my classes coming up, okay? So you can just click that. It's, um, it's called Astrology How to Basics. It's very basic. It's very easy. I'm going to be starting from the ground up, okay? I'm going to have you print your astrology chart and have it in your hand and that way we can look at it together in the group and all of us are going to review each other's charts in a way so that we can learn from each other okay but we're going to mostly study our own chart so that we can read our own natal chart okay and it's very much we'll go through one week will be the zodiac one week will be the planets another week will be the houses and then another week will be the aspects okay and how to read it okay so each week we'll be doing that okay and i'm gonna pull three cards all right now this this reading and everything we've said today just you know, take what you like and leave the rest, okay? And the first card, oh, let me pin so people can see. There we go. This first card is one of my favorites. <laughs> Maybe because I have a real kin for gender benders. I don't know. But, um, but this person is clearly uh, twisting gender around. Uh, but they also have an octopus around them that's holding up tea for them and sort of and they have a lot of treasure they have a lot of gifts down there if you see at the bottom of their feet and you know they're very much gifted in this they have everything they need they have a teddy bear 
sort of strapped to them and they <laughs> and they have flowers and they have um, uh, a pigeon or a bird on their hand, which to me is very much about this is the queen of cups and she is so gifted. This this person is very gifted and they have all of the things they need. And in fact, they get messages from spirit all the time. And so this is from the past and this is telling us well, what part of you, what messages from spirit have you already got? Did you listen to them? Did you do it? Did you hear it? And sometimes messages from spirit feel like thoughts, random thoughts in our brain. Um, and people dismiss them. Oh, I was just thinking, you know, and don't dismiss your thoughts because a lot of times your thoughts um, are actually downloads from spirit. Okay. So make sure you listen to that because this is the past and it's trying to remind you of a message from the past, especially something related maybe to emotions and also being fully your authentic self. Okay. So if there was something that you heard that or something you thought of that could make bring you more into authenticity then you should take that step forward it is the time of the wolf right yeah. okay and so here we go into the seven of cups and this is about choice this is about all the different choices we have and this person is clearly contemplating each color of the rainbow and and recognizing its impact and then maybe choosing one or two. It's not that, and sometimes you may even figure out a way to choose it all, man. And more power to you, Gemini leapers out there that choose it all. Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, they sometimes you can choose it all. Sometimes you can have it all. It's not just about choosing one or two things. And so that's pretty much what this is about. This is about making the choices and figuring out the impact of each one of those things, okay? So whatever you're doing probably has an impact on something else, so you might wanna be paying attention to that, okay? Because this is very much about the impact of the various colors, okay? And this definitely has a lot to do with emotions. So especially if you're doing any kind of emotional healing or like I said, if you're trying to get better at self-care, you know what? Apply it all, do it all. As far as emotional healing goes, try to be as diverse as possible. Like, yeah, try somatic techniques and then do some yoga and then do some meditation and try some CBT. Try it all, okay? Because I'm telling you, like, I feel like that's the best approach to um, especially emotional. I don't think there's any one answer, okay? So I think there's many answers, especially for most of us. And what's interesting about this is that going forward, um, so that's the here and now. And so make your choices and remember what spirit, what messages you got from spirit. Because then spirit wants you to take some time alone. This is the hermit card. This is very much about exploring our inner self and saying, what really does feel good? You know, especially with series doing these aspects this week and next week, um, series is really asking us to look within and say, what do I really need? What is it that I need? And that's what the hermit card is all about. It's about taking time alone and figuring out what it is you need. Be prepared for the summer so you know what you need. It'd be easier to ask for it if you know what you need. And so that's essentially what the hermit card asks for. It asks for you to take the time alone, to take a walk in the woods alone, or whatever it is you need to do to reflect 
on what it is is in your heart what's really in your heart so remember in the past you got a message from spirit and something was calling you to deeper authenticity to express yourself more fully and exactly who you are and going forward that authenticity um that authenticity is pushing you right now into making some choices and yes it could be all of them just saying it could be all of them and especially for libras like i feel like sometimes y'all just need some permission to choose all of them okay and so there it is okay so choose all of them or both of them gemini's okay and and choose whatever is best for you and remember to take time after you make that choice and reflect on exactly this is the hermit card Take some time alone to reflect on how that influenced you, how that made you feel, where that took you, and, um, you know, do a little research on yourself. It's actually really priceless. So, my friends, um, I hope that works for you. And uh, take what you like and leave the rest. And um, I appreciate you. Have a great week. We appreciate you. And thanks for subscribing and liking and and we'd love to hear your comments share yeah share it get your friends out there and put some comments comments really help us grow so we really appreciate comments um and if you comment below even if you just say love it or if you ask questions about your natal chart i will do everything i can to answer them okay all right right. thank you it was a great Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.